Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 226 of Dude and a Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Noring, hello. And, and as ever, we are reviewing what I... It is a comic book movie, isn't it, technically? Um, so we are joined by our comic book correspondent, hello. Hello, my name is Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Vladimir Putin's joined us. How many people did you kill while you were in the KGB? <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Noel Meller coughing. Uh, probably not for the first, probably not for the last time during the show. So apologies in advance. Cool. Uh, and yes, this week we are covering uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, the sequel to Kingsman. Not the Golden Circle, just Kingsman. Um, so, yes, we're going to talk that. Uh, we're also going to chat some trailers, do some what we've been watching, and we'll probably tangent at some points. Uh, um, so, I uh, well, let's fucking dive into it. Uh, is there anything that's happened this week that we should discuss? We don't need There to is that one about, thing, but do we, we really we, want we to? We don't need to talk about that. No, no, no we, we we don't need to talk about Mr. Vienna Sausage, do we? Really? Do we? Harry Knowles is a creepy perv. Who the fuck knew? I mean, fucking come on. That's, that is as much a surprise as Rolf Harris is a petter ass. So, yeah, it's, yeah, fucking hell. You know, yeah. Move on. <laughs> is there anything else that's happened? Um, Hugh Hefner's talk- died. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that, 91. You know, that's that's not bad. That's an innings, isn't <laughs> it? The same age as, uh, wasn't that the same age as Harry Dean Stanton as well? It was the same age as Harry Dean Stanton, yeah. It's the new 27, isn't it? it, 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 it it's last year's, what was it? last year's was 69. Everyone was 69 that died, wasn't it? This year it's just 91, oh. which kind of makes you go, <laughs> to be honest, it's not that, that's not gone too early. That's a little bit like, all right, you've done fucking well there. <laughs> You know, and that body well, if, if it's all of a sudden, if it's all of a sudden, no, if you're 91 years old, ooh, ooh, you better watch out. Chances are you're watching out already. Yeah. <laughs> Chances are you sat there going, do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yes, Ian. Ian, what happened to you this week? What wonderful thing happened to you? <laughs> oh, last Friday, I welcomed a new addition into my home. <laughs> yes. Baby oh, Apple. Congratulations. <laughs> well, Baby Apple. Actually, well, I got two Baby Apples on Friday. But, um, yeah, the Apple TV 4K, it's it's a wonderful thing. Is the menu and everything exactly the same as the normal one? Yeah, but they've upscaled it to 4K, so the screensavers and stuff look really fucking nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's all about the details, isn't it? <laughs> like seriously though it does and the thing is they keep on adding 4k films like yes uh, earlier in the week blade runner went 4k um today close encounters of the third kind went 4k um, i've got both of those yep so have i um they've added district nine literally i only checked it a few hours ago and now district nine's on there um like it, it just it, it's getting kind of ridiculous now. I have a lot of 4K films, so I'm very very pleased. The picture quality looks really nice, depending on the transfer. Um, have I wrote, they added Hot Tub Time Machine on 4K yet? N- no. 
Now, nah, fuck it then. Um, no, it's not worth it. Don't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> in, 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 oh, oh, I will. <laughs> in the make me laugh section, in um, the Apple TV 4K section at the moment, they have the intern, the hangover, Ghostbusters, War Dogs, Keeping Up with the Joneses, The Entourage Movie, How to Be Single, Get Hard, Magic Mike XXL, and Vacation. So, oh, that's a mix. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't laughing in 4K quite yet, then I No, and the, the thing is, it, it, it depends on the transfer. So, like, Magic Mike XXL, it's quite a drab-looking film anyway, in all fairness. I like Magic Mike XXL. Kind of looks like shit. And the 4K transfer kind of captures that, frankly. It's, it's not very impressive. But Blade Runner and Close Encounters of the Third Kind... Oh, mama. Yeah, they but they look... They look pretty. really fucking good. So, um, yeah, it, it, for me, uh, I think it's a worthwhile upgrade. I, I wrote a 1,700-word review for Vodzilla, which will be going up at some point, I assume, unless Ivan fell asleep reading it. So um, <laughs> th- that, that'll be about at some point. But it's it's make made me tempted to buy terminator genesis because it's on 4k and it's only a fiver do you know what i, I enjoyed that film so. i enjoyed that film I, I if i spent a fiver on that and it looked nice on 4k i'd be i'd, I'd go do you know what i'm happy with that i'm fine with that yeah it, the yeah. thing is the way I, the way i judge films on on itunes is um if i saw it on a and this is no matter what day I'm looking at it, if I saw that on a Saturday at seven o'clock in Sainsbury's on 4K for a fiver, would I buy it? Yes, I fucking would. So mm. it, it, the, the same applies on the on on iTunes. I look at it and think, right, I saw that in a shop. Would I buy it for that price? Yes, I probably would. So fuck it. Yeah, but yeah, only in Sainsbury's. But only in Sainsbury's, yeah, because I don't fucking shop anywhere else <laughs> because I've become that guy. Well, <laughs> I could buy it from there, but I'll get nectar points if I buy it from Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That, that's why... I'm, sorry, go on. I'm buying, I'm, I'm buying FIFA from Sainsbury's, even if it's more expensive, just because I'm looking at it going, yeah, but I get the nectar points, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's um, no, I, I'm I'm like that with American Express because I want my Avios points, so that in three <laughs> years I can get a free coach trip to fucking Dover or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're gonna sit there and go, do you know what? All of that, all of that going, I'm not buying that shirt from that place because they don't take. I'm ex. I'm gonna go to the other shopping centre and buy the same shirt from a different place for five pound more because they take. I'm ex. It's gonna be worth it when you're fucking flying to Dover going. <laughs> Air miles. Yep, straight up. I just want that fucking like business class lounge shit as well. Just once in my yeah. life. I just want that. <laughs> but no, it's um it's it's for me it's worth the upgrade. If you've got a four K TV, it's it you're gonna be pretty much future proofed. Cause they ain't doing eight K for a bit, I don't think. So um yeah, I I really recommend it, but it is expensive. So how much was the actual box itself? Hundred and fucking eighty. <sighs> but you see, I sold I sold my Apple TV, my old Apple TV, for eighty five quid. 
so it cost see, me about a hundred. See there, if I if I sold mine for for fifty quid, it cost me one hundred and thirty quid. I just incorporated that whatever I was paying for a four K TV. So I'd look at it and go, well, if I'm getting a four K oh, yeah. TV, yeah, for 550 quid it's not i'm getting a 4k tv and a 4k device for mm. just just over just, just shy of 700 quid and that's how i judge it and the thing is it's it's all about how much you use something and i'd use it a tv you use all of the time pretty much don't you there isn't it's very rarely a day goes by that you don't use your tv at some point so it's like it, it, it's fine it's a, it's a justifiable price See, that's the thing. It's going to be a very natural thing for me because, like, current, we do need a new TV, mm. and we want to. We want. Well, what I want to do is move our old TV into the back room, and when we get a new TV, obviously it will be 4K, and we're going to need because we use Apple TV for everything. So the old Apple TV will go with the old TV into the back room, but yeah. then we'll get a 4K TV, and that will be the natural opportunity to buy a new Apple TV box because we'll need one. And it will obviously be the 4K. So it'll just be, it'll be a natural thing. I don't think I buy enough movies, generally speaking, to rush into 4K. Um, but I think I'm, I'm more than happy for it to naturally appear in my living room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, I mean, with, with Netflix, uh, you get Netflix 4K with Dolby Vision if you have a Dolby Vision compatible TV, which it's, it's a, the one of very few devices that actually do Dolby Vision with Netflix, as it's one of the few boxes that does Dolby Vision full stop. No, when you buy a new TV, I will pick it for you. So, you know, don't worry that's about that. I'll be proud. Sure. Um, yeah, and that, 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 that is, that's, I was explaining to Becky, my plan is literally to go, Ian, I'm going to PayPal you <laughs> X amount of money. Just tell me what I need to be in to receive my TV. That was a really good. That's a really good idea, actually. That. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, no. So that's the thing. Even if you don't buy a lot of Apple, like Apple content, you mm. will have the Netflix 4K. Amazon yeah. Prime is coming by the end of the year, and that will be 4K. So you know there there would be enough stuff there, but also yeah. you do have access to the films. And to be fair, genuinely, no word of a lie. Peppa Pig upscaled in 4K TV <laughs> is really nice looking. Like you can really hear the sound of those muddy puddles as well, mate. I tell you, it feels what, like man, you're actually jumping in them. Daddy Pig's face has never looked richer. It's, <laughs> it's never looked more like a penis. Fucking well, no, he doesn't look like a penis. They're but oddly shaped, fuck, oddly shaped fucking penis. That is, come on. It, the, 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 Pepper Pig's snout and the rest of the head looks like a dick and balls. And Daddy Pig's chin beard. Penis Pig. Yeah. I haven't been able to look at someone since someone pointed that out to me. I was like, oh shit, it does actually, yeah. (laughs) From from then I had to stop watching it. What, because before then you were running into it? Yeah. Yeah. Why are we watching it? I a child at the time. (laughs) Okay. Okay, uh, actually, on. It's me steering the ship, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it is. So yeah, Ian. So, so you're, you're happy with fork with your Apple Fork Kid, and it's a you've been you felt it's worth the money that you paid for it. Yeah, because I'm fully ingrained in the Apple ecosystem to probably a, the fucking worrying extent. So yes, <laughs> very good. Um, 
I'm even wearing the headphones right now. My, I've got my AirPods on. How do you think I'm fucking recording this program uh, on my well, MacBook Pro? Yeah, I, 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 that's it as well. I'm I'm sat recording this on an iPad Pro with with my, with, with my Apple headphones. There you go. And I must say, the iPad Pro is fucking fantastic. I love this thing. Um, but one thing I will say is my Apple TV remote flashed up and said 10% battery left on it the other day, and I thought, oh, fucking. Is this bullshit? <laughs> yeah, how yeah. dare you? I haven't charged it for nearly. I've charged it for nearly two years. Yeah. Do you know the one thing I will say about these Beats Beats headphones as well is again the battery. One thing I've, I've wanted wireless. I've wanted Bluetooth headphone headphones for a while, uh, like sort of on ear headphones for a while. And as you both know, I acquired these for free because I got Claire's MacBook and got these thrown in so i didn't necessarily want beats headphones the audio quality you know as people say it could be better it's great but it could be better but in terms of everything else about them they're so beautiful to use and the battery life is ridiculous it's like 40 hour battery life wow which if you just use your headphones like you know hours a day a couple of hours a day on the way to work and on the way back yeah and one of the concerns i had about bluetooth headphones was that i'd need to charge them like every day or every other day so i've had these for like two three weeks now or maybe two weeks now i've not charged them once yeah so your concern now is shit do i look like where's my charger yeah Yeah, um, i am still a little bit self-conscious about the the branding but i'm getting used to it yeah, once you've got used to that and you've got on board with it and you've gone, fuck it. It'll fuck be, it. I'll be that guy. All, all good. Yeah. Um, nice. Trailers, what has everyone watched this week? No, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I've got a few things, actually. Nice. Unlike me. Um, nice. The Annihilation trailer. Mm. Uh, the Alex Garland movie. Uh, <coughs> um. I was just tempted by it by his name. It's also got Oscar Isaac in it. I was a big fan of Ex Machina, Ex Machina, um, and this is apparently the first of a, a trilogy, possibly because it's based on a trilogy of books. Um, it's got shades of um, it's got shades of Arrival about it. I think uh, it looks kind of visually interesting, uh, similarly to Arrival, but there's, this is a, a little bit more colourful than Arrival was um, and yeah it looks decent it's uh, got Jennifer Jason Lee thrown in there as well Natalie Portman is the lead um, seems to be about uh, an area that's been I don't know if it's aliens have landed or something but there's a, a sort of a strange area of, of land which has been uh, it's very rich with um, trees and, and nature and stuff uh, and something weird's going on in there. Um, I've heard it compared to sort of a cross between Arrival and the Abyss, in that it's sort of like, you know, people going forward to explore something weird and not really knowing what's going on in there, and then this sort of um, bizarre effect, uh, which looks otherworldly, um, sort of taking people over and doing things. So it, it looks interesting. I liked it. It's good. Yeah. Nobody has watched that. Yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty 
I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, Ex Machina was a, a bit of a disappointment for me personally, um, but I I'm intrigued to see Garland have another crack. Um, in the end of the day, I'm gonna basically forgive Alex Garland pretty much anything. So you know, it, it's I, I'm I'm up for it. I'm a little wary of the hype cycle already. Um, as I am All for right. the next week for fucking Blade Runner, considering some of the tweets coming out about that. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I, I, I remain cautiously optimistic. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Watched it and thought, I'll, I'll happily watch that. <laughs> no more than no more than that. It, lo- it looks good. It looks like I, I'm mildly excited for it, but it takes for that kind of thing. It takes a lot for me. To, get kind of excited about so for, to be mildly excited I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that yep uh, apart from that I saw the trailer for Downsizing um, at which it's got an odd flavour to it uh, who's the director on that that's Alexander Payne yeah oh wait Alexander Payne he yeah. is oh he's that guy Descendants. Now. Yeah, right, okay. Um, yeah, well that could that could go either that could go either way. Um it, it's got a funny tone. It seems like a funny idea. The thing that struck me about the trailer is there doesn't seem to be any peril or negativity about the situation. It just seems to be a film about how life gets better for these people when they go smaller. You're sort of waiting all the way through the trailer for something to happen, like, oh well, what starts to happen that makes it all bad then? But that doesn't really come. Um do you, know so tone, do you know what tone it reminded me of? Not in terms of like tone for like it's setting, but the, kind of like the feel of it a little bit. Like you were saying, is you remember Pleasantville? Oh yeah, yeah. It kind of, it, it, I don't know. If it just felt a little bit that kind of ilk. Like it doesn't. I'm not quite sure where it's pitching itself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I from, feel that. Yeah. From from what I've heard of it, it kind of seems like the trailers are only really kind of telling you yeah there's a comedy Asian character which some people are finding problematic like she's apparently she's quite well drawn once you get into her but she's also her accents kind of used for comedy effect and it is a little bit like what the fuck are you doing so it I, I yeah I I don't it kind of feels like this one might might be a bit of a swing and a miss, mm-hmm. but it's I don't know. It's interesting to see Alexander Payne going high concept because usually it is just about like almost like unhappy men. That's kind mm-hmm. of his thing. So to see him kind of go a, almost a little bit sci-fi, at least in the setup, it, it looks like he's pushing himself, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, And then one last one for me, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, So I didn't see The Lobster. It was one of those movies that I kind of sort of half fancied a little bit. And then when I read a bit more about it, I was a bit like, ah, fuck that. Don't fucking Um, watch it. No. It's a rare one. Yeah, I remember your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, it's a rare one where we disagree because I was quite taken with it. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, judging by the trailer for this, though, this feels exactly like that again. Um, this could be something that either it's going to drag you right in and have you 
on the edge of your seat with this really sort of tense, strange situation, or it could piss you off very quickly. Mm. Um, I get the feeling it might piss me off very quickly, but it depends because there's just, I don't know, there's there's elements of it that feel quite heavy drama where I can also kind of imagine it dragging me me in. So I don't know. Um, It comes down to the fact, honestly, it comes down to the fact, what's the fucking runtime? And am I ever going to be in a mood to watch it? So if I'm in the mood to watch it and it's between 90 and 100 minutes, I'll probably see it. If it's, you know, if it's... It's two hours and a minute. If it's two hours and a minute, it's not happening ever, probably. So, um, but yeah, could go either way. <laughs> I think that was it. <laughs> Ian, you anything to add to those? Um, oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I really thought I did. Um, uh, Isle of Dogs? Oh, yeah. I know you do, but that's not relevant right now. <laughs> I fucking don't. Um, yeah, uh, what did you think of dogs, that? Mark. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm up for it. Um, again, I could see the um, Asian stuff maybe being a little bit. I don't know, like that poster where it's like the names of the cast and then the Japanese characters as well, and it's a bit. Um, I, I don't know. Like Wes Anderson's kind of like style, 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 and I don't know. I kind of hope there's a bit of respect for that stuff as well, and it's not just set dressing almost. But I, you know, I really like Wes Anderson. I'm up for this, but I am a little bit nervous about it at the same time. Which is quite strange because. I, I really don't get on with when with Anderson at all, and I really like this trailer for Isle Dogs. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, I, I don't know. It just, it kind of look. Is it supposed to be a kids' film, or like? I don't know on that. Is it supposed to be a fucking? I don't know, like a family film. I mean, like because Fantastic Mr. Fox. Say what you want about that fucking film. It's not a kids' film. But they, like, I don't know, they released it really wide, and I remember it not doing very well. It was the same. It was the same autumn and winter as where the wild things are, where it yeah. was like, do these people actually know what kids want to see? Because it's not either of these films. I want to see them. Kids don't want to <laughs> see them. Well, weirdly, um, I took Isabel to see both of them at a cinema. She didn't get on with Fantastic Mr. Fox, but then enjoyed it on her second watch. But she loved Where the Wild Things Are. And she will have been... Mm, it was 2010, was it? 2009, I think, like winter. Yeah, so she'll have been about, about five or six. Yeah, because I mean... I nine, yeah, yeah so, she'll, so she'll have been about, uh, about um, five then. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I know what lots would have been like. It would be like she'd be like ten minutes into it, and she'd be like, "Daddy, this is a bit boring." Yeah, and, and you know what? That would be. I it. thought that. I thought that with because um, I didn't like Fantastic Mr. Fox the first time I saw it, and then it came on TV probably less than a year ago, and it just popped on, and I just started watching it, and Charlie wasn't in the room, and he wandered in, and I and he was like, "Daddy, what's this?" And I, I explained what it was and what was going on, and he sat down, and he didn't move. And he really got into it, and I was quite surprised. And I really enjoyed it um, on that second watch as well. So 
I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think that's really weird. Because it, it feels a bit, maybe it could be seen as boring, but I was surprised Charlie got right into it. Well, I, I was actually the opposite. I when I first watched Phantom of Spots, I loved it, and then I watched it again, uh, second watch um, on DVD when it came out, and, I, and I, I, I couldn't get on with it. But I really enjoyed my first watch, so it's one of those I've gone right. I don't ever want to watch it again because right now I'm fine with it. If I watch it again, I think I'll fucking hate it. So I'm, I, I've just left it. <laughs> Is there anything else we watch trailer-wise, or shall we get into our feature review? Just The Foreigner, which is Jackie... Uh, Pierce oh, Brosnan. Jackie, Jackie Chan. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan pisses off Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan makes him pay. Like, which... I, I, I will watch it. Uh, I, I, I would love to watch it, but it's got Pierce Brosnan in it, so I won't. I've developed a complete irrational fucking hatred for Pierce Brosnan for some reason. I don't know why, but I just fucking can't. Every time he, he crops up on a poster, I look at it and go, fuck off you. And I don't know why. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, I think you need to have a discussion with yourself about that. Yeah, I, I, I think I do. I think I, need, I think I need to just, just break the cycle and just watch something with him in. But then I think if I do watch something with him in and shit in it, I'll just go... Well, I was fucking right, clearly. So, yeah. Um, so, moving on. Kingsman, The Golden Circle, the sequel to the 2014 movie, I believe. Um, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Uh, it's set a year after the events of the first film. Uh, Eggsy is still working for the Kingsman uh, and is in a relationship with the... Uh, princess of sweden that he asked books in the end of the first movie uh and charlie is it the guy from the first movie exe no charlie oh, no, the, no, the, the bad the, guy the, the, the yeah. badden yeah yeah uh, the, the badden um basically confronts him and it appears that charlie's working for I remember guys we're all spoilers all the time for julianne moore's uh, crazy poppy adams the Global drug dealing cartel queen uh, who is up to no good, but we'll get into more bits of the story as we go along. Uh, no, you really liked Kingsman, Hello. didn't you? I did. I really liked Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I, I was think well um, you did as well, didn't you, Ian? I did indeed, sir. Yes. Yeah, and I, 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 I resisted watching it until only a couple of months ago. Um, and watched it and, and really quite enjoyed it to be honest so yeah so reviews have been kind of mixed uh, of Kingsman the Golden Circle uh, mixed in the to sense negative that, I'd say yeah like, I'd yeah. say mixed, mixed to negative um, and you know like, same director same writers I believe um, and a strong cast you know you've got Colin Firth's back Judah Moore's back Tara Negerson's back Matt Strong's back but also Halle Berry Jeff Bridges uh, Channing Tatum and Elton John have been added to the cast of this one. <laughs> so, no. oh, uh, what did you think to King of the Golden Circle? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I was I was well up for it. I think since uh, the first film, I have actually started reading more of um, Mark Millar's Mark Millar's stuff. Um, so. Not loads of stuff, but some of his sort of icon comic stuff. So Superior, uh, Nemesis, which is brilliant. It's like a sort of almost what if Batman was a, an international lunatic bad guy type, type thing. 
um, because obviously he's done a deal with Netflix now, is it? And they're going to start making some of his stuff. Um, and everybody's kind of picking out individual ones like Superior and Nemesis for, you know, will they cover this? Will they cover that? So I think my interest in Kingsman 2 was heightened a little bit. Uh, having said that, I think my expectations were just, because I don't get out to the cinema all that much these days, as I always say, um, just just entertainment, just pure entertainment. You know, I'm happy to spend two hours in something that's got its heart in the right place and entertainment. So um, it did. And, and it, you know, right from the off, I think there's a, a brilliant, uh, great opening sequence. I think if you don't get on with that, yeah, uh, you're probably not in the right place and you're probably not going to get on with everything that follows. I did um, think, though, that once that music cue dropped, I thought, yeah, this is, yeah. This is, this, this <laughs> well, has yeah, got quite a few yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think probably the action set pieces don't necessarily get any better than that. Um, I think that's probably the strongest one. That's not to say the other ones are bad. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, um, the campier elements of it. Um, there's one campy element in particular who Mark you've already mentioned and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about later um, which I think was possibly overused just a touch um, but yeah it, it's it's enjoyable campy um, spy thriller fun um, and I, I, I got right on with it Good, good uh, Ian, what was your thoughts on Kingsman the Golden Circle? Yeah, I mean, it's a film where Elton John kind of like casually invites Colin Firth to fuck him up the arse. So it's um, it, it's it's a film that I can't hate, frankly. Um, you know, the whole like, if you save the world, darling, I'll give you a backstage pass. It's like, why me, Charlie? Um, so I yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't I I don't think it's as good as the original. Um, I I don't think it's as tight and I think in its effort to introduce a bunch of American characters, it kind of foregoes some like some extra moments I would have liked with the original cast. Um, you know, I, like to be fair, some of the American characters are just they're not really there that much. I mean, Channing Tatum apparently was supposed to have a much bigger role, um, but there were some scheduling conflicts, and you know, it's like why? To be fair, why was he there, really? Yeah. There's a few bits in, from the trailer of of Chinese Tatum that aren't in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah, like quite I mean, prominent bits in the trailer as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the whole like it's like that's very American. It's like you, yeah, you yeah, it is. Like yeah, yeah, that's not there at all, is it? Not in the film. No, so, and it's in every single fucking trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, to be fair, very prominent I mean, on the posters as well. Yeah, I mean, that that's it. I mean, they're loading up with guest stars, basically. I mean, Jeff Bridges was probably there for a couple of days. Um, mm. You know, Halle Berry probably wasn't there for that much longer. I mean, you know, you've got Jeff Bridges, Halle Berry, Channing Tatum. And to be fair, Alton John was probably on set more than any of them. That's, yeah. that's kind of weird. Um, but Alton John, comedy genius, was a treat. Um, I had a very, very good time every single time he was on screen. I don't think he was overused in the slightest. So it's just different comedic tastes. You know, I like a haunted house too. I, I just have a sophisticated taste for comedy. 
Um, no, I think it just, it was just, it was just, I was enjoying him so much. Like, I mean, the bit where uh, Julianne Moore's kind of walking across and talking about the, the stages oh. of of this of, of this drug and its effects, and it gets to Elton John at the end. And he's he's going, oh the fuck have you done to me, you bitch? And then, and then he just sort of like she reveals it, and he goes, get, get, get out of my fucking room, get out. I like, I like the uh, fact that it, even 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 at the end bit where it's it's played out, he's still in the background shouting at that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's just after that, uh, I think with the the scene where they involve him in the climax, it just got a bit too much. It, it became. I, less of a cameo and more of a part and I just I, I don't know. I mean, the shot where it's the eye view of the robot dog and it's coming up on Colin Firth and then Elton John just jumps in the frame smiling and then it just comes up on the screen Elton John detected I, I don't know it's friend says, yeah friend there's just something fucking mental about just a look on his face as well which um I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a great deal of fun. But, um, you know, the, the film is well over two hours long. It could have been less than two hours. You didn't need Pedro Pascal, bad guy, for what reason? Um, I mean, like, they do explain it, but it's a bit like, fine, whatever. Um, and, yeah, I because I, I, I rewatched the first one last week, and I think that film... You know, it's about two hours, but it's also quite tight. It tells it tells its story and it gets out. There's not a lot of fat on that film. It's just got quite a lot of story, and there's nothing. I don't think there's anything as like interesting in this film as the bit where like all the world leaders' heads blow up uh, to the tune of "Land of Hope and Glory," and it's those colourful explosions. Um, there's there's nothing quite as daring here. I mean, yes, you've got the moment with the the Glastonbury sequence, um, but that almost feels like Matthew Vaughan was like, if people fucking didn't like that joke in the first one, wait till they get a load of this. And that's all that was really I, I, there for. It, 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 right, so, because I, I was kind of in a, a work here when all of the furor about this was going on. Is that I'm very confused about this. Is that what people are? So people have a problem with 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 him finger banging um, Adela Dean. Yeah, I mean, I is, suppose. I, I, it, it, is that it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, Fucking hell! <laughs> what, this, yeah, are, we really, are we really? I'm confused. I don't we really understand got to that. This is this is literally. I mean, in, on the scale of you know, are we confused on, about on the same thing? No. Yeah, on the sex Let's scale. <laughs> This is the first thing that you do when you're like 13 years old. There's nothing to do about this. Like, why? Why no. is this a bad thing? I, don't, I, yeah, I, 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 I think it's the fact that he's basically fingering this girl for purposes that aren't. I don't know. He's fingering her for king and country, really, isn't he? Though, so it, it is a bit. I, I, James I, Bond does that in every single movie. Then why is it? Yeah, why but you, it you don't see. Not, I don't know. Yeah. You don't. You don't see up her with a shot of the thing actually like going through the fucking vagina and stuff like that. You know, it, it, it is. Well, well, they I, thought, thought of it, I, I, I thought yeah, it was a little I'll be honest, bit much. I liked. I I, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was great. 
I mean, great, the, the yeah. bit where he's like calling his missus and saying like, right, I've got to do this. I, you know, I thought was good. And the fact that that girl is his girlfriend in this one, I thought was a really nice little fuck you to people who had problems with the first it's, one. It, it, it's a very sweet touch from a, a filmmaker who you could accuse of never, of not having any kind of sweetness within his movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I'd like the, the thing is, as we've gone over on the show before, I am more conservative than Mark when it comes to that thing. I wasn't offended by it, but I could... I see more why people have a problem with that than why people had a problem with the thing in the first one. I, I thought it was going to be something. I thought it was going to be something really bad, and it, and it, it was. And I did kind of think, yeah, something else is going to happen later on. But yeah, it, but if it was point. that, if it was that, I was a little bit like, oh fucking hell, really, people, really. I think it's. I think it's got more to do with the fact that, like you kind of hinted at, Ian. We've not seen that before, and well, then clearly people haven't seen Enter the Void. Well, yeah, a lot of people haven't seen Enter the Void to be honest. They should watch Enter the Void. (laughs) Yeah, but maybe people don't expect to see that in something like this. Whereas actually, I don't know. I'm just that really confuses me as to why that's offensive. Me personally, I just don't. Why this is more of a thing than the other thing? I just I don't know. It, conf- it really confused me because when I knew there was something, it's like Mark was just saying, I knew there was something that was going to come up that was apparently an issue, but I didn't know what it was because I don't read reviews and I try not to read too much about a film before I see it. So I knew something was going to come up. And then when that happened, it was literally like Mark said, it was a case of, oh, well, it, it won't be that. Um, and it was, so I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's maybe an aspect of invasiveness to it that maybe men might not get, but I don't know. Maybe we'll just leave it there. More invasive than anal sex, or? But yeah, I know. But at least she's kind of off. Like she's in the first one. All right, fine. So in the first one, my issue with the fact that people have issues with it is that it's it's kind of just it's a joke. It's not it's not a very funny joke, but. She's saying, you know, if you save the world, I'll let you do me up the bum, you know. Which, so, which, which is referenced again in this, where she yeah, says yeah. to him, "You're going to save the world." And she says, "Well, you know what happens if you save the world?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, well, yeah, quite. And I thought again, I thought that was a good little fuck you. But yeah. here, I, it's he's, I don't know, he's putting something in her that she's not aware of, you know, and that it. I, I could see why that could be problematic for people. Yes, I, 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 I can, I can, but it is, it is just a little bit like people have gone, oh, oh, we could be offended by that. Oh no, yeah, it's, again, it's more, it's more of people that. actively looking to be offended rather than just fucking being offended. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. But if somebody did take genuine. I'm not. I'm not happy with that. To it, then I would understand why. I'd say don't go see fucking Kings from the Golden Circle. I, I think there's probably a case to say that as well, though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Anyway, sorry. I, I really, yeah, I really I just, enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Um, it was the the the, the length worried me, to be honest, going in. Um, but. 
I I think I went into it in exactly the right frame of mind to watch this, in the sense that I've gone in the morning, taken Becky to work, come home, and then I'd gone out, I'd had my haircut, I'd had a nice beard trim, and I'd literally then gone from there to the cinema, in the cinema, with a bag of Maltesers and a large coffee, and just went, right, fuck it, entertain me. And I'll be honest, the first five minutes I was going... I'm not fucking feeling this. I'm just not feeling it. And I'm not going to lie, the minute the Prince song went on, I went, all right, fine. I'm now starting to feel it. And then it started to go, there's, there's, I think there's, there's, like you said, Ian, there's, there's more wrong with this than there is um, the first one. There's more little bits that made me go, not really sure about that. That doesn't that that doesn't make sense. Um, like the fact that he's one minute he's a Kingsman in his uh, Kingsman outfit and everything like that, and then he's round at his his mate's council house asking him to look after his dog, smoking you know while his mates just around smoking weed and crack and whatever, and the Princess of Sweden is just wearing like fucking sweats and a hoodie. It's a bit like nah, that. Just doesn't it doesn't work for me that. You, that feels like something that would have happened in the first one. It, it wouldn't happen in the second one. It just feels, it felt a little bit incongruous to itself. The American things felt a little bit kind of too, it was too much, right, quick, let's get these stereotypes out, but they're not actually stereotypes and it'll go from there. But I was enjoying it and I was getting along with it. And I do think at points it's pacey. It should, it could be 20 minutes short quite easily, but Julianne Moore's playing a, genu- a genuinely um, good villain and a genuinely interesting villain, which you don't often get in these types of things. Um, she's got a, a nice level of kind of mania to her that I thought worked quite well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it enough. It, it does, and it's as, exactly as entertaining as this movie should be. Good. I think the thing, I think I think the thing that worked for me, generally speaking, about it is it. And you mentioned Julianne Moore, and she's a big part of this because I thought she was excellent in it. Yeah. Um, it's it's cartoony, and yeah. it's it's been a long time since we got spy movies that were allowed that, that that felt allowed to be cartoony. And I know this is way more cartoony than the first Kingsman. Or maybe not way more cartoony, but it, it is more cartoony than the first Kingsman. But if these films want to carry on in this in this style now and continue to do things that it's all if they want to carry on in this tone, I'm really really happy with that because it's quite different to everything else that we're getting generally speaking. And I think it almost feels like they've made it they've made it okay to make the kind of campy. <coughs> Bond films that, that would have got made in the 1980s but with sort of tongue firmly in cheek and with the violence ramped up and for me that kind of ticks a lot of boxes really yeah that, that's <laughs> it. It, it it's I mean you, you had a I, I thought one of the great um, sort of cameo almost cameo performances um, comedic ones was Bruce Greenwood as the president I thought he was great yeah, like I he, I don't know, he was a bit cartoony, but he seemed to have quite a lot but, of fun with it. 
But I think I think that like I said, no, I think I think the, the whole film got a little bit was purposefully a little bit more sort of cartoony, a little bit more amped up, um, and it, it, it took almost. It, it, it toned down the the outright violence that the first one had it at points, or the, the violence was quite strongly violent. It turned it down, toned it down a little bit. I do think though that the, I think that the bar scene in this one, I don't think you needed. Yeah, sure. It, it, <coughs> it felt a little bit like, hang on a minute, this is just the same scene as in the first one. But in an American bar with the American guy showing off this time, I don't need it. It felt a little bit. Do you know what? Let this movie stand on its own two feet and don't. You don't. You don't need to show us that. We've got a fucking compare the market advert fucking <laughs> showing us this. It's that bar scene isn't why I'm coming back to this. And also, I did feel like Nosa said about it um, that the first action set piece is probably the better of the action set pieces. And by the time you get to the um, the fight in the diner after um, Julian Moore's died with uh, Pedro Pascal there, I was a little bit like, all right, here we go again. A song, a spinning camera and fighting. This is why your movie's too fucking long. Yeah, yeah. Um it, it just, it, it, I don't know, the Pedro Pascal character, I, it, it's like, if Channing Tatum's part was bigger, it's like, would you even really need him? Um, I mean, the, the, See, I don't know, because I, 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 there's been a lot of negativity about Pedro Pascal, and I'm a huge fan of that guy, so I, yeah, I was kind of, I was totally up I, for him. I, I, I think he's good. I think he's good, don't get me wrong. It's just, is he really that necessary? Well, I, I, I think he's necessary. I think he's necessary for the plot. I'd flip it around and ask if if Janin Tatum was really necessary. All that, yeah, just one. one yeah, I mean, this a fair shout. Yeah, because he fe- it felt like he was going to come back and do something, and he really didn't. Um, but with Pedro, with Pedro Pascal, I think he is he's kind of the thing that forces. I don't know his. Um, I don't know the character's name. Um, oh, what's what's he called? Oh, the English guy. Um, Harry Hart? No. Um, Merlin? No. The, the um, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it? Is he Merlin? Yeah, he's the original Merlin. Yeah. Hang on. Are, are you talking Mark Strong or Colin Firth? Colin Firth. Colin Harry Firth. Hart. That's, that's Harry Hart. Yeah. Is that his name in there? Yeah. Codename oh. Galahad, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's Galahad. He's the original Galahad. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Confusing. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. He's the kind of like Pedro Pascal is the thing that rubs up against him and sort of forces him to to remember really. And you know that that sort of uh, that thing in the back of his head that Pedro Pascal is working for the other side is the thing that sort of snaps him back into action a little bit more. So he. He's a working cog in the plot, I think. Whereas all Channing Tatum's used to do is introduce the the idea of of um, stating, yeah, no. yeah. and then he's gone, like he's off. Uh, so it could just have easily been Pedro Pascal or or, or some other uh, some other random in that in that place. Yeah, fair enough. But no, that's a personal thing. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Narcos and. 
so I just wanted, I, I, I love seeing more of him. I love his face. I think he's got a great face. He's got a, the face of a guy who was born in the wrong time almost. You, you can just imagine him in, in every action movie in the 80s because he's just got that sort of look about him. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm more of him, definitely. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I did enjoy him in it. Um, I enjoyed the fact that the, um, the the chief of staff for the president was called Fox as well. Yeah, I noticed that. It, it felt like a, a there was there was for, for a film that's um, that I don't know. It doesn't kind of it, it's it doesn't hide the fact that it, it, it has some very strong right leaning views. It, it, it also as well does kind of put fun at itself in every sort of manner every there's no there's no political spectrum that isn't kind of fucking thumbed at a little bit in this which i which i quite enjoy about it yeah i mean the fact that the message at the end of the film is the only drug that is actually good for society is alcohol like it tastes (laughs) great and it doesn't make you veiny and blue yeah like that's kind of the the message that you take away from the film, yeah. Which is very odd. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was it, it was. I say it's, it's as entertaining as it needs to be. This doesn't. This idea now um, that and I suppose this is a blockbuster. We can call it the cent, almost one of the final blockbusters of the the summer, I suppose, or the, 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 the opening blockbuster of the autumn winter season. Is they don't need to be nine out of ten films. Mm. They don't. They don't need to be. That was fucking incredible. If you get a solid seven between seven and eight out of ten movie for this type of thing. If all of them are that level, you're doing well. It, it, it's there's, there's it, and like you said, Ian, about it is I don't understand how if you like the first one, how you could not like this one. I do understand how you could not get on with it, but I don't understand how you could criticise certain bits of it. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I if you dislike both of them, fair play. Yeah, if you like but, but, say, but if you dislike the first one, why the fuck would you go and watch the second one? Well, there is that. But if you say go and you watch liked the else. first one, if you say you liked the first one, and they're like, oh, but this one was so boring and it was cartoony and blah blah blah, I don't, I don't get that. That I mean, yeah. fuck. The first one ended with the leaders of the three worlds heads being blown off in a fucking musical sequence. With I, I, that, that, the first one was plenty cartoony. You know, yes, and, uh, it, it was. You know, it's it, so that, that that's I, I genuinely, genuinely don't understand. I mean, it's what like maybe ten, fifteen minutes longer than the first one. Yes, this yeah. one's too long, but people say, "Oh, it's so boring and nothing happened." It, it's like, but it, I don't know. It's quite, it's quite similar to the first one. It's just there is more action and there's less character. Well, my, my problem is I don't think not enough happens in this. I think too much happens. I think that's why it's too long because they've tried to cram too much action into it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it, I don't know. It's just what do you take out? It takes too long for them to actually get to Statesman. You got that whole kind of like they don't believe who they are kind of bit that goes. So they have that fight with Channing Tatum and 
you know, the, the bit where they're being interrogated is, oh, do we really actually need this? Um, but then, you know, it's also got the scene where they're just getting pissed, it, like him, um, Taron Edgerton and Mark Strong. I really like their dynamic in this, by the way. I thought Mark Strong was really strong. Uh, was strong. Yeah. Um, but like th- when they're getting pissed, it, you know, it, it's funny. So that that's the thing. There's enough in here to keep you going throughout. And Julianne mm. Moore is like really interesting. I mean, she's not physically imposing, but they set her up as just this fucking mental bitch, which yeah. I, I, like, I, I thought was really fun. And do you know what? When I was looking at it going, do you know what? That's a fucking lair. I love that lair. That yeah. lair is cool as fuck. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's somebody who's gone, I am really fucking rich. So what can I do? I'm, I'm basically going to build something pretty fucking cool. And I'm going to kidnap Elton the one, John. Oh, the one thing I would <laughs> say about, um, not necessarily something I'd take out, but something that could have been rethought a little bit because it did slow things down is um, getting Colin Firth's character back into the story. Yeah. It, I mean, I know it was kind of necessary, I suppose. I know that's obviously they wanted, you know, they had the issue of they had killed him and they had to bring him back into this. So where has he been all this time? What's he been doing? And why why has he not made himself known um, to the Kingsman? Well, okay, he's got amnesia and he's been with these people all this time. So that requires then for you to pull him out of that amnesia. And so so that whole setup, that whole situation there adds a lot of weight to the to the script and adds a lot of plot. Uh, and I think if if they could have figured out a better way of dealing with that or a better way of bringing him back into the story, that could have took a nice slice out of uh, out of the middle of it that might have helped. Yeah, I think it's one of those where you, where you could shave, you could easily shave fifteen minutes off. In little, a minute here and a minute there. Yeah, sure. Like the, the minute where they're like they're flooding his cell and stuff like that mm. to, to sort of shock him back into it, it's a bit like, well, was that necessary sure. or is there another way that we could have done this or, you know, I mean, you can either shave that that section down to 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 bring him to bring him back round more quickly, or you can rethink his reasons for not being in the, you know, for not having revealed himself to the Kingsman. Maybe he used the opportunity to get away from the Kingsman and go and be a butterfly scientist in, in South America somewhere or something. And he's intentionally stayed away. You know, they the just it felt like there might've been a, 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 an easier way to do it where it wouldn't have been so um, consuming of, of the time, uh, you know, of the two hours 20 of the film. I mean, I, I, Personally, I didn't find it too much of a problem, but I could certainly see why some people would think it slowed a little bit in the middle and maybe that's why they didn't get on so well with it. So I think it's just that element for me could have been a bit tidier. You mean, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that, I'm saying it's a little bit too long, but I, what I'm, I am going to do when it's, because Becky's not seeing either of them, what I'm going to do when this comes out on on um, iTunes <laughs> is get them both and say, right, we're going to watch these and do them over a weekend. Mm. because I, I, I do think they're fun um, is there anything else we need to add or have we kind of wrapped up on Kingsman the Golden Circle yeah oh just That's... one very quick point when he discovered that um, uh, Delavine lady 
at, yeah. at Glastonbury. I spent the rest of the film not knowing who she was, 100% convinced that she was Kesha doing a really good English accent. Yeah, no, she's, she's I definitely I genuinely Kesha. thought that was Kesha, but there you go. <laughs> No, I'm, it's, not the, it's, I'm it's not the target market for Kesha, so no, nobody is. Um, <laughs> Mike is apparently. What? Mike is apparently. Oh, uh, really? Loves a bit of Kesha, yeah. He does love a bit of Kesha, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, everyone's got a little bit caught up mental affairs, haven't they? Um, so, King of the Two. Well, actually, it was quite divisive on our. What is it? So, we, I'm, I'm guessing we're all definitely not shit. Yeah. On this, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely not shit, 50%. Uh, touching cloth, 10%. And shit, 40%. Wow, okay. So, yeah, that was... That's quite... That's quite divisive, guys. I'm surprised at that, to be honest. Thought I'd have gone one of the other ways uh, more on that. So, quite interesting on that. Um, right, uh, Noel, uh, what have you been watching this week? Um, <coughs> well... More TV than film, to be honest with you. I did, however, watch rewatch um, Ang Lee's Hulk uh, just because it was on ITV2, probably. Of course, it was, it was on ITV2. ITV2. <laughs> Every single day. Um, <clears throat> no, but it was one of those where it just sort of popped on. It had just started um, middle of the day on a Sunday or Saturday, I think. Charlie Loves the Hulk. <clears throat> He's probably one of his favourite uh, Marvel characters. Charlie's never seen it. I thought, hey, it's quite comic booky and cartoony. Charlie might sit for it. Uh, didn't tell him what it was. And then when the Hulk sort of appeared, he was he was excited by it and stuff like that. And then he lost interest completely and walked out the room and went off doing whatever it was he was doing. I carried on watching it. Um, Ang Lee's Hulk is a film that I've always kind of defended. And I've always said, no, fuck off. It's not that bad. You know, it's it's very comic booky. It's it's not brilliant, yeah, fine, but it's you know it's enjoyable and it's watchable. I, this rewatch really kind of changed my mind about it. I'm starting to see all the problems. Um, it doesn't deal with the it doesn't deal with the character very well. Um, the story is there really isn't one, um, and the effects are dated horribly. Um, so yeah, a bit of an awakening. It's not a film I will ever defend again because I think I've kind of, I can kind of see through it a little bit more now, which is a bit of a shame because um, I don't like being minge faced about these things. But it's yeah, it's it's not a good film. Um, film wise, apart from that, um, I watched the Last Unicorn, which we will be talking about on a on another show. Yeah. Um, and apart from that, I've been catching back up on. Narcos, Narcos season three just um, dropped on Netflix, and um, I'm a huge fan of that show. And it's back, and Pedro Pascal is now kind of the he's kind of the lead detective in it. The uh, the the other American detective is not in the frame at the moment. I don't know if he's going to pop back into the show or not. Um, and of course, um, Escobar is gone, um, and um, uh, it's, it's, it's about the sort of gangs that carry on um, now that he's dead and sort of how they uh, how they're sort of fighting over territory and how they're very different to um, <clears throat> how they're very different to, to who to what he was and in many ways they're more dangerous because they don't present themselves and put themselves out there in the way that he did um, so it's 
I've watched the first three episodes now, and it's it's really really strong, and I'm just delighted to have it back in my life. Um, that's about it, really. New films. Cool. Um, next one's weird. Was I? I, I, I I'm fascinated by the whole um, Pablo Escobar thing, and I, I I lost. I was really enjoying Narcos, and then for some reason, I just I, I had a couple of weeks where I didn't catch up with it. Um, yeah. and then I've just I haven't got back to it because when I go back yeah. to it I'm, I want to start watching it from the beginning and it's one of those things where I know once I get back onto it that's it I'll be fucking flooring through it but it's just finding the time to get back on Do it because I did exactly the same thing so with, yeah. with Narcos we watched the first me and Claire watched the first season of it absolutely loved it and then um, we started watching the second series of it we were enjoying it but then there was a couple of occasions where we kind of both of us didn't want to watch it at the same time. So it sort of dropped off our radar and just like that, <coughs> excuse me, you know, a few weeks passed and then we didn't pick it back up again and kind of forgot about it. And then <coughs> I needed something to watch on the train. And I was a bit like, well, I'll just pick up Narcos again. And so I downloaded a couple of episodes from the phone. I think it was when Netflix had first started doing downloads as well. Um, and I got so hooked straight back into it again. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I let this slide for so long. It's it's so good. Yeah, uh, I, I think like I'll very much be like right that. Back in. You should definitely, definitely get back to it, yeah. I'll, I'll add it to the top of my list. Um, Ian, what have you been watching this week? Yeah, I, I want to have a crack at Narcos as well. I think it's the, I think, I don't know, I'm kind of thinking I might drop Luke Cage and just, like, oops, shit. Um, I might drop Luke Cage and just go for Narcos instead. I've got a feeling I'll probably have a better time with it. So That would um, be a much, much richer experience. And also, Narcos has the best um, credits music in the world. There is no better credits music fuck. than that. All right. Okay, fine. All right, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, so I've got a few things. Um, so, uh, I, well, I rewatched Wonder Woman. Looks really good in 4K on iTunes. Um I like Wonder Woman. It's uh, it's the third act's not amazing, but that that's a solid fucking film. That um, so I actually watched quite a lot of new stuff. Um, talks about my my darling Clementine on the, the latest Ian gets educated on the Patreon feed, so I'll leave that there. Um, Borg versus McEnroe. Um, so oh, did you go and see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was uh, good actually. It was a good time. Um, so it's. Uh, Sevier Goodnasson, no idea who he is, but he he plays uh, Bjorn Borg, and uh, Shia LaBeouf is uh, John McEnroe, and um, it's actually more about Borg than it is McEnroe. Um, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like how they're almost two sides uh, sides of the same coin. So Borg, in his youth, was a really fiery player who basically his his coach, played by Stalin Skarsgård, basically gets him to control his anger and put it into his playing and to not show emotion. So he's kind of, he's known as the ice Borg. And then you've got, um, John McEnroe, who is actually like a really intelligent, well-educated, like good kid who just had a shitload of pressure heaped on him by his parents. And so he's really skilled, but he just, he has to let it out in some way. And that's basically by being a dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, um, Donna's talking to me. Sorry, babe. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, so 
it, it, it's like, but they're, they're kind, they are similar, even though they're outwardly different. Um, it, 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 it's, it's interesting. So, um, the, the, there's a flashback structure to it that kind of feels a bit haphazard. Like there are bits where it will flash back. And it's like, why are you flashing back now? Um, which was a problem. Um, but, um, but the two central performances are fantastic and I'll be honest, I didn't know what the outcome of the match was. So, like, I was kind of in because I was just like, who the fuck's actually going to win this? Um, and it's 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 well shot, it's tense, really good score as well. So, um, not the most cinematic film in the world. Um, you know, it was uh, released by Artificial Eyes. It'll probably be on. It'll probably be on Netflix within like a year um, at most, I'd say. But it's it's worth a watch when it is. Um, okay, we're not doing a show next week, so I'm going to talk briefly about Gerald's game, but I'm sure Mark will be watching it anyway. Um, so Gerald's Gerald, game? Yeah. I was, I, was, I, was, no. I, was, I was actually going to suggest we do a, uh, a little quick episode on Gerald's game, actually. Oh, fine. All right, fine. Um, it, it comes out tomorrow. Um, I, oh, um, nice. I, I had a screener of it. Um, I, I genuinely actually had a screener of it. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk about it. I liked it. It's a Netflix too. thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's out yeah, tomorrow. Right. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. Yeah, um, it's it's a good time. Um, one bit of gore in it, which is the fucking gnarliest fucking thing. Um, like it's Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, you'll know it when you see it. Um, so uh, okay, um, LFF screener stuff continued. Um, I watched the film that's in their first feature competition. Also played Critics Week at Cannes. Uh, Ava. Uh, which is a uh, coming-of-age story. Um, so first-time filmmaker Leia Mysius, who also directed it, managed to um, managed to shoot her first film on 35mm, so good honour. Um, and uh, basically, uh, it's this girl, Ava, she's spending the summer uh, essentially on the beach with her mum, and she's told that she's got a degenerative eye disease and she's going to go blind. Um, this kind of sets her off on a bit of a spiral where she steals a guy's dog um, and then kind of starts a bit of a relationship with the guy. And then the second half kind of turns into a less good Badlands. Um, oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It looks really good. Um, the visual metaphors about blackness are a little bit nail on the head about like impending blindness and it's kind of black all over the place and it's you know but uh the, the lead girl is actually really good in it um she's supposed to be 13 she's played by a girl who was 17 at the time and there's a quite a bit of full frontal nudity from her which was a bit like mm. odd um, I mean, it's. I think it's a metaphor for her shedding herself of her past self, life essentially, and embracing this new life with this bad boy. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, and yeah, it. I don't know. It it, it 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 will probably pass people by, to be honest. But it, it's got a good look to it, and um, the, the, the actual the, the girl and Noe Abita. It's probably not how you pronounce her name, but she's actually really good in it. Um, uh, she's kind of charming, but at the same time, she's a bit of a dick. Um, but that's kind of like just what teenagers are like. You know, they have their moments, but they can be dicks. So, you know, hey. Yeah. Um, so, moving on. Um, I watched The Bad Batch. Um, so this oh, is, what's that like? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this 
kind of dropped on UK Netflix. It's um, Netflix bought the rights to it in the UK, so it's um, being turned as a Netflix original. Uh, came out in US cinemas uh, early this year. Reviews were poor, and it made no nothing at the box office. So this is the follow-up film from Annalini Amapur, who directed A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, I believe it's called. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen it, and I don't know what the title is. Uh, the Iranian bamp skateboarding bam no it, it, you're right it's a girl walks home at night yeah walks night. home alone at night yeah or, yeah okay a girl walks home alone at night yeah okay girl so, watches uh, home alone at night a girl <laughs> I, I i wish it was that um a girl watches home alone three at night <laughs> i don't wish it was that um a lot of people really really like a girl walks home alone at night i thought it was okay um a lot of people really, really don't like the bad pat- batch. It's a really and, fucking good cast, though. Yeah, it's crazy, that cast. Um, and I didn't hate it, but it, it's really not great. Um, so basically, the story is, um, it's set in this... It's essentially Escape from New York in terms of setup. So, like, they've just abandoned the part of the US and they put all, like, the, the, the bad batch in the bad batch there Uh, yeah essentially yeah so uh suki waterhouse is this girl who gets dropped in there within the first 15 minutes she's been picked up by jason momoa's band of cannibals who cut off her arm and her leg um and eat them and uh, she manages to escape and it kind of goes on from there um so this film is two hours long and i swear to fucking god at least an hour of it is watching people walking um or hopping if she's only on one leg no no, i mean like she gets a prosthetic but like she's kind of shuffling and there are minutes at a time where you are just watching her shuffling along while music plays (laughs) um yeah but you've also got keanu reeves giving a fantastic speech about how shitting works. Um, you've got Jim Carrey playing a, like, he doesn't say a word. Um, he's this homeless vagrant guy um, with a shitload of prosthetic makeup on. And I've got no idea why Jim Carrey played that part. But there's a brilliant scene where he gets Jason Momoa to draw him. Um, which is just fantastic. Jason Momoa is fucking great in it. Barely says anything, but he's fucking, he's a presence, that guy. Um, yeah. But it's just it's a solid hour where it's walking. If this film was like 90 minutes or 100 minutes long, I would probably recommend it. As it is, I can't. I can't. Uh. But it just, but if the premise sounds interesting, it there's there's enough interesting visuals in there, and there's enough kind of oddness to pull you through. Um, and to be fair, the last half hour or so is a lot more interesting than like the hour before that. Um, but there's an awful lot of sludge you have to get through. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of feels like a director, cause she also wrote this, who maybe got a little bit high off the, her own supply of the reviews. Yeah. Got a lot of actors interested. I mean, 
Yeah, so it's Suki Waterhouse, Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves, Jim Carrey, Giovanni Ribisi, who's in like two scenes. Um, apparently Diego Luna's in it. Um, I didn't even... Is he? All right, fair enough. I didn't even know he was in it. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of people in it. Um, I'd be intrigued to see what you guys think, but I also think you'd think it's a waste of time. So there's that. Well, I, I, mm. I am I am actually tempted to waste my time with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'd like I'd like to get your thoughts on it, but yeah. I mean, it, it's worth it for fans of Jason Momoa, maybe. Well, I am a fan of Jason Momoa, so. And, and like I say, Keanu Reeves is maybe on screen for about ten minutes. But he's pretty good when he's on screen. So there's that. That's, and that, um, that's, that's fine with me. Final one. Another Netflix original, which comes out tomorrow as we record Our Souls at Night, which, or Our Souls at Night. Um, <laughs> you know, so I know. Is it a movie was, about me? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's about it's a movie about all of us on this podcast right now. <laughs> um, so, um yeah, uh, the most interesting thing about this film is something that I talked to you guys about on WhatsApp yesterday. Um, there is the weirdest, weirdest fucking continuity error involving Jane Fonda in a tree in this film. Um, I mean, it, it's fine. It's basically Jane Fonda and Robert Redford, their, their partners are both long gone. Jane Fonda goes around Robert Redford's house one night and says, do you want to essentially sleep in my bed with me? Not have sex, just sleep in my bed because it's lonely at night. And then they kind of start having a relationship and it's nice. It's gentle. It looks not very good. Um, there's a random tree. Um, it sounds like a movie that, that, that there's just no point in. Not really. No. Um, Mateus Shonarts is in it. And it's in a really fucking and I that he's an interesting actor, and it's such a fucking thankless role. And it's like, why are you doing this? Um, he likes doing that. Yeah, it, he's he's fucking great. I I wish he did more good stuff. Like the drop, man. He's so good in the drop. He is very good in the drop. Um, and that fucking what was that film that he actually came to prominence in? The one about the fucking the loft. Oh, Sorry? He's no, it's a loft. Um, <laughs> I want to say Mustang, Bullhead. but I know that's wrong. Bullhead. Bullhead. That was it. Yeah. He's fucking brilliant in that. Um, he's good in Bullhead. So, and, and he just turns up and it's whatever. Robbie Redford and Jane Fonda, they're really good together. You know, they've got really good chemistry and the, the scenes of them kind of basically falling in love are lovely. But then there's also a scene where they go out in public for the first time and the extras... The director, basically, or the fucking AD, says to the extras, we want you to look like you are seeing the most controversial thing you have seen in your fucking lives. So they are walking down a street, and every single person they pass is craning their neck and looking at them. One extra actually mouths, oh my god. <laughs> like, literally, you see her mouthing, oh my It's Robert Redford and Jane Fonda walking down a fucking street. Do you think maybe they said to them, we want you to imagine that Taron Egerton is finger-banging Kesha at Glastonbury? <laughs> and that was the faces that they pulled. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That would have been good direction. Um, no, I mean, it, you know, 
it's not for this audience. I got paid to review the fucking thing. So, you know, there you go. Review is going to be up on Vodzilla. I talk about the tree. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Cool. Uh, right. I, have, I actually, I have a couple, uh, but not, not too many. Uh, rewatched Everest. Um, the oh, nice. couple of years ago. Uh, I, I still really like Everest as a film. It's, it's, <laughs> I watched it with Becky and Becky had no idea about the story or anything like that. And about halfway through, she paused it and said, right, there's like an hour left in this movie and they've got to the top of Everest. And I was like, yes, yes, they have. And she went, so there's an hour left and they've got to the top. And I was like, yes. She went, so basically, within the next hour, we're just going to watch all of these people slowly die, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying anything. She's like, we fucking are, aren't we? <laughs> uh, and then... That's kind of what happens. Um, Everest is one of those weird movies in that it's it's a mid-budget movie that looks really fucking good. And it looks like they're, you know, they're clearly not up Everest, but it kind of looks enough like they are that you, that you get involved in it. And you actually start to kind of give a shit, even though you're watching it going... Well, I know all these people are going to die because otherwise it's just people going to the top of a mountain and then climbing the back down, and that's not very interesting. Um, but yeah, it's 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 in that weird little period where Jason Clark was was it was in big movies, and now he's not anymore. And I kind oh, of yeah, go, they, they tried. I wish Jason they? Clark was in big movies again because he's fucking great. Yeah, they, they they did, but it's just like it's almost like he went. I can't be bothered being big movies. Can't I just go back to being, you know, number three in a movie. Can't I go back to being? Can't, can't I swap places with Josh Brolin? He can go back to being number one in a movie, and I'll go back to being doing his bit. Can we do that? And they've gone. Yeah, that's fine, Jason. You go and do that. So yeah, it, I, I really enjoy Everest, and it was on. It's on Netflix at the moment, so. It's it's well worth a watch if you enjoy kind of being depressed, but having it look nice while you're being depressed. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed my rewatch of Everest. Um, I watched Star Trek: First Contact because I, I suggested to Becky we watch Star Trek, and uh, I was actually meaning the new Star Trek, and she said which one. And before I got chance to say the new series, she went, "Oh, can we watch First Contact? I love First Contact." Like. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I just thought it was better to agree than, than, than not. Um, it's a Star Trek movie, so it's kind of a lot of fun in, in the sense that they're a bit naff, but they're also really quite entertaining in, in the sense of being naff. They're good family movies. They're a great movie that you'd watch on a, a Sunday afternoon. So I was I was fine with watching um, Star Trek First Contact on a Tuesday night. I think I watched it. Um but it's, yeah, it's good. And it was a, I watched the, the first episode of the new series uh, last night and thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm, that's the, and weirdly, that's the first episode of Star Trek I've ever watched. It's good, wow. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. And Bex said to him, oh, should we start watching Star Trek then? And go back and watch, you know, leave this and go back and watch all the original ones. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking, no, there's like 20 odd series. It's like, is there's like, it's like 27 fucking series or something like that. No, we'll just watch this. And she's gone, oh, 
I wish there was somewhere you could watch all of them. Like, yeah, Netflix. They're all on Netflix. She's like, are they? Yes. Well, I'm going to watch them all. Fans, you do that. I'm not. So, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the, the new one. I, I enjoyed rewatching First Contact. Although, about halfway through it, I, and I have seen First Contact before, but years ago, and I think I was bit to fuck when I watched it. Um, about half of it, I was like, why is that guy's fucking skin green? Is he an alien? About data. And she's like, what? Like, is he like an alien? What what alien is he? And she, he's like a cyborg. It's like, ah, so why is his skin green? It's like, it just is. Why? I'm sure it explains it in the series. And so I was about to Google um, why is Data's skin green? And, she, and then I got told by Becky that I wasn't allowed to Google why is Data's skin green. So I tend to agree with Becky when she tells me I not do stuff like that. So I put my phone to one side and didn't. So I'm sure somebody will, 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 will tweet us to tell me why Data's skin's green. But uh, it, it probably doesn't fucking matter. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed rewatching um, that as well. Um, and I also rewatched Enemy at the Gates for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. Not sure why, um, but did decide to rewatch Enemy at the Gates. Um, it's a bit pants, is Enemy at the Gates. I still can't work out why, um, when it's set Stalingrad, um, why they've decided to give um, Jude Law a what is at points an East End accent and what is at points almost a Mancunian accent at points as well. <laughs> Very good, Mel. Um, yeah, yeah, do it. And then also why Bob Hoskins comes in and plays essentially somebody in an East End pub doing an impression of a Russian. <laughs> um, it's 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 quite something. Um, it's yeah, it's a bit pants, but the story's actually quite interesting in the sense that you've got two snipers going against each other in Jude Law and. Ed Harris and Jude Law's almost kind of in awe of Ed Harris and he's saying look he's better than me I can't I can't beat him but the whole propaganda machine is based around the fact that you will beat him so he's still been told no you've got to you've got to go and beat him and he's like but I can't because he's better than me um and the weird thing is it's it's not that the acting is fine but the accents are all over the place but the set design the production design is fucking fantastic for this movie it looks i mean it still cost like 70 million dollars in 2001 but it looks like it cost like twice that much there's fucking the sets are incredible in it. i was i was actually quite taken back on, on how amazing it looks and how grimy it looks at points um, so yeah I, I, I really I, I got on with it on that but it's also the other point of it is and it's weird because it's shot by the guy who shot The Notebook and Alpha Dog okay yeah interesting so, yeah okay yeah it, it's, it's um, Robert Frise uh, who shot The Other Woman <laughs> yeah uh, he also shot like, Alpha Dog and Hotel Rwanda and the Notebook, and he did actually shoot um, Seven Years in Tibet, which is another uh, movie by um, Jean-Jacques uh, Arnaud. Um, but 
but it's over two hours long and it contains the most awkward sex scene I think in in movie history um, where you've got Rachel Weiss and Jude Law uh, having sex in the middle of like on like a pop-up fucking like bed thing uh, in the middle of a room where a lot of other guys are sleeping and it's a bit like I'm sure you could find somewhere else just go somewhere else it's a little bit it's a little bit weird <laughs> I watched it going do you know what if you could have uh, Rachel Vice, you kind of go do you know what I want to enjoy this I don't want to be nervous in case all of these other Russians wake up so can we can we just find somewhere else I'm sure we can um, um, yeah it's it's not worth rewatching, but the production design is, is fucking great is what I will say on it sweet but that's yeah, that that's that's all all I, all I watched uh, um, from there. Um, so Ian, we're not we're not having a show next week. I'm just saying that I wouldn't mind doing a a quick sort of ten minute quick review of, of Gerald's game. Just I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, happy to do that. Um, in that, and I don't want to miss it. So either we'll cover it on not next week's the week after, or we'll do like a quick show. Something like that. we'll work out. Um, but what are we? Well, if you what, what, why, if you're what gonna watch it, I'll I'll probably watch it if you, um, yeah. Oh, I'll nice, cool. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll sort some out and oh, work some out. I'm bet you watch bloody, it. Let's just bloody do it when we do fucking playing it forward then, is it? Yeah. Yeah, might as well do, yeah. Yeah, yeah Bex will jump on and join us for that. Sweet. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, so we're doing playing it forward next week instead for you, aren't we? Yeah, what are we, what are we covering, though? Oh yeah, what are we covering now? Um, well, I will be covering. Sorry, I was drifting off. Um, I will be covering the Last Unicorn. Um, you, Ian, will be covering The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, boy. And Mark will be covering Being There. Yes. Uh, so this time I'm... around, I've bought for Ian. Ian's bought for Mark. Mark's bought for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to to watching all three of these um maybe maybe we could put solaris on ice until the next play the, the playing it forward after and we'll do gerald's game instead then that might work better yeah. actually yeah right, yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm good with that cool Let's do that right? um we do actually have a, we do actually have a question as well uh, um i'm sure we did let me double check if my phone will not run out of battery before i get to it uh where are you here we go um ethan and bar ethan bar two um if doing the monkey was a kingsman slash statesman setup what product of fine taste would be your decoy purpose raspberry lube yeah it it probably would be something like that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it probably would be an oreo milkshake (laughs) <laughs> a high-end sex toy. <laughs> We'd be the, the purveyors of filth. <laughs> that was a solid ending. Yes. <laughs> keep, keep it in that fucking toilet where it belongs. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, so what we're covering the week after, Ian? It'll be Blade Runner. It'll be the old Blade Runner, innit? All fucking yes. two hours fucking... 40 minutes of it how bloody long that film is in, in all of its IMAX glory 
Oh mate, fucking I I'm very I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited. Literally for it. literally while we were recording, my friend just texted me and said, Do you fancy Blade Runner in IMX in IMAX? Uh but Claire's away that weekend, so I'm not gonna be able to make it, but I probably wouldn't have anyway, to be honest. Um, well, yeah. I, 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 might, I might I might pop and visit you that weekend on our way back because Bexy's saying we have to go to the IMAX to watch it because <laughs> she's oh, not nice. excited. So we'll, 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 we'll drop in and say hello uh, on our way by all back means, through by all on a Sunday then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's our plan. We're going to go through to the Manchester IMAX to watch it because Blade Runner is Beck's favourite movie so she's very excited for it and she's like, do you know what? Fuck it. We'll go to the IMAX to watch it. I was like, very do you nice. know what? I, I, I'm not going to turn around and say... Don't you think that's a little bit excessive driving all the way to Manchester just to watch me? <laughs> because she'll use that against me at some point. That's true. Yeah, that would be a silly thing for you to say. <laughs> it would be, yes. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, that was episode 226. Fuck, we always do this and forget which episode we're on. No, you're, <laughs> I'm you're sure right. it's... You're all right, cool, yes. Is there anything we've forgotten or haven't covered or anything like that? It's a nice, geeks, a nice pacey show. I'd, I'd just say, film geeks, can you stop fucking assaulting women, please? Yeah, and and also, if you're gonna, which you shouldn't, right? Pick something that actually at least fucking sounds sexy to talk about your penis. Don't call it a Vienna sausage. Nobody wants that. It's a pig's intestine filled with fucking ground up meat and garlic. That's not fucking attractive. It's really not. Come up with a better name for your penis <laughs> if you're going to sexually assault somebody via text with it. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> Mate, of course, I, 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 I've been slightly fucking jovial about it. it, it it's, it's just... Just don't. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking stupid. What a knobhead. But then again, what I will say is I've never got on with the tricks right, and I've always thought he was he, he was more self promotion than anything else that got into where he was. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Speaking of which, just one more thing to add. Don't forget, everybody, <laughs> just head to patreon.com. <laughs> yes, or I, or, or, I, or I will be sending you dick pics. So Patreon, yeah. or you get dick pics. It's as simple yep. as that. I'm not saying in mind, just actually get loads of dick pics uh, and send them to people just randomly. And also, if you become a Patreon, you also get dick pics. You Either get, way, yeah. you are getting dick pics. You get a dick pic. <laughs> you, get a dick pic. you get a dick pic. Yeah, you get a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at Normella, at Ian Lauren, um, at dick pics, at dudeandamonkey.com at dudeforce um dudeandamonkey.com uh, patreon slash dudeandamonkey uh, is there anything I've forgotten here? no I think we need to stop <laughs> I think we do need to stop <laughs> like mate, like not forever but, but for this week uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening people and we shall speak to you next week where we'll be playing it forward yay Good night, folks <laughs>